Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. is one of the freest societies in the world. Tell them it's going to be a rock and roll. This is Stephanie Bell. I'm joined by guest co-host Dr. Ashley Immel. Good morning. Good morning. And we are, I'm looking at the K, our news partner, KMIZ's, uh, website this morning and they have a question um, uh, up that you can go vote on and essentially they're asking have you started to notice food prices going down I'm like is that why no. why are we asking that and <laughs> of course I said absolutely not nope. and everyone else agrees with me 90% of the respondents so far have weighed in and said no I haven't my food prices are still ridiculously high so as we are all a lot of us headed to the grocery store getting ready for that big shopping trip for Thanksgiving um, you know you, you I, I'm thinking about all of the folks who it's it's tight right now for a lot of people there's been layoffs um, but especially uh, as you approach food prices there's just it just doesn't go as far um, as it used to. So I am uh, glad to welcome in Lindsay Lopez. She is the president and CEO of the Food Bank for Central and Northeast Missouri. Lindsay, what are you hearing as we approach Thanksgiving? Well, good morning. So glad to be with you. Love that lead up, um, TGIF for sure. Um, so what we're seeing going into the Thanksgiving holiday is more people than ever that are just struggling. And exactly to the point that you're speaking of, everything costs more. And um, that's why we're seeing additional people who are finding themselves in need of food. Part of the role of the food bank is to provide that food at no cost to neighbors in need. So it frees up their other resources for needs such as child care, transportation, medical care, utilities, the list goes on. Are, are you seeing an increase in uh, the folks that are requesting uh, help? We definitely are. So we just opened the food bank market a few weeks ago, and that replaced the central pantry on Big Bear Boulevard. Um, we actually have owned and operated and staffed that pantry for more than a decade and um, wanted to make an intentional shift into this new space that's visible and accessible on the business loop. Um, but opening day, we served about 350 families, mm. and that's that's a, a big number. Why that, that number matters is that at the height of the pandemic a few years ago, the highest number of families we ever served in one day was 370. And we've seen those numbers remain consistent in these first few weeks of us being open in this new space. So the the, the need is real, hunger is real, and it is prevalent right here in our community. 
You know, uh, Lindsay, thank you. Um, thank you for your service. Um, and congratulations. This is Lindsay is celebrating her nine year anniversary uh, oh, right yay. now. So, congratulations. Oh, Brian, That's thank you for remembering. Yes. I appreciate that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I was over there with you about the, um, the, the food bank market. It was wonderful. You mentioned, and Stephanie had a good question about the increased need. I, I know that um i've talked to food service employees i won't say where but to people that work in the food they work some of them one two jobs they have children and i see some of them walking up and down clark lane here in columbia and they don't have a car they have to they have to bring the children along to to go get their groceries they're having a hard time they sometimes are working one or two jobs it's very hard for them so whether it's them or somebody out there needs some help especially during the holidays what do they do? Do they just show up at this food bank market, or what? What would they, what would you recommend they do? Because I know there are people listening that probably are going to need help this holiday season. Yeah, and you know what? I'll give you an example. So I was at the market on opening day. Um, we changed processes, and you know, every time that you're doing something new, you you want to make sure that um, you, everything rolls out the way that you anticipate. And a, a, a woman walked in, and I thought, gosh, I know her. How do I know her? And then I. I remembered she had waited on me a couple of times recently at a very well-known restaurant. Mm. And I remember being so impressed by her and thinking, gosh, she is such a hard worker and so friendly. And she she had to humble herself to come in to the market um, to receive food. And of course, I didn't say anything to her about it. But um, I think that just speaks to one more example of how these are people who are right here living and working in our community, interacting with us every day. And they just don't have enough to be able to make ends meet. So for anybody who is listening or for someone who's listening who knows of somebody who may need help, um, send them to the food bank market if they are here in Columbia. And, um, you know, we're going to ask you a few questions there about uh, if you have an address, how many people live in your household, how many are under the age of 18. Um, If you're unhoused, it's okay too. You know, we're still going to provide you food. Those are just numbers that we track for grant funds funding purposes and that sort of thing. Beyond that, we just want to be able to get food into the hands of people who need it. And of course, we're providing food at no cost to around 30 different uh, partner agencies here in Boone County alone. Yeah, and I would just uh, add to people that are listening, because we, we're going out over Jefferson City, we're going out in Fulton, we're going out in Boonville. The people in Columbia may know, but just for everybody that knows, the food bank market that Lindsay is referring to is on Columbia's business loop. It's right near Firestone. That used to be an Aldi's, and at one time it was a Mosier's, but you can't miss it. It's down there. Lindsay, thank you for your service. Thank you so much. Lindsay, we're looking forward to a little, well, a little less than a month. We'll be doing our one-for-one Zimmer Communications holiday food drive with you guys. And I know that's a, that's a big fun for us, and we team up with the firefighters to do that every year. I think one thing that you've pointed out to us during the food drive that a lot of people aren't aware of, you work with, gosh, a couple hundred schools to feed kids, too, don't you? We do. So the food bank actually covers a 32-county service area, um, about 19,000 square miles and roughly one-third of the state. So it's a very big territory, very rural communities um, that we're going into as well. And we do that by providing food at no cost to 145 partner agencies and 197 schools. And for schools in particular, we're providing that support through our Buddy Pack program and our school pantry program, which is really, really growing. 
Lindsay, so talking about coming up with the holidays, I know that the food bank is so impactful. And I mean, just so I understand some of how it works is, do you take donations? Is most of the food that you receive through grants? Um, Because I'm seeing all kinds of great things that whenever you are donating food for the holiday season, keep in mind, if you donate a cake mix, they need eggs to make that cake. Mm -hmm. If you're donating some of those pre-made things, they may need hamburger to go with it as well. How does that work? You're exactly right. So the food bank annually acquires and distributes around 27 million pounds of food with a wholesale value of more than $50 million. So we're not a a small nonprofit. We're actually a very large charitable business. Um, We always will welcome gifts of food to the food bank. Um, Certainly we can do much more with the dollars. For every dollar that we take in because of our purchasing power, it helps us provide the equivalent of at least four meals to people in need. Um, So any way that people want to help, I would encourage them to go to our website, that's sharefoodbringhope.org, and that will give them all of the variety of opportunities that they can support the food bank and the neighbors that we serve. Yeah, I know a lot of families who around the holidays want to do some hands-on volunteering, especially families with kids. Are there those opportunities at the food bank as well? Definitely, and I appreciate you asking. Volunteers are absolutely critical to the work that we do, um, so much so that last year almost 10,000 people helped the food bank in some capacity. So they can help us in our volunteer room at our main facility on Vandiver Drive. They can help us at the new food bank market. We have 22 mobile pantry distributions that we we, uh, do monthly throughout our service area. We need volunteers there at events, upcoming food and fun drives, one-for-one that's coming up in mid-December. December, uh, partnering with Zimmer, we certainly will need volunteers there. And I would put the, the call out to corporate partners. That's a really great way for them to come out and be represented with their brand and have some fun and, you know, really help so many people in the community over the holiday season. Are the needs different as we approach Thanksgiving, uh, separate and apart from um, Christmas season? No, I I appreciate that question, too, because the food bank gets a lot of of press, uh, quite honestly, over the holiday season because people are in the spirit of giving. Mm -hmm. What we like to say here, though, is that hunger knows no season. So once we get to January and February, we will still see the same number of people who are experiencing need. Um, That will continue. And um, just if there's one takeaway from, from your listeners today, I hope it's that they continue to remember the food food bank and the neighbors we serve well into next year. So, Lindsay, recently I did not know that the main um, the main location for you was off of Vandiver, and that is really impressive. You gave the number earlier of how many pounds of food come in, but how many trucks come in and out of that facility every day to help meet those needs or needs of our community and surrounding areas? So, um, yes, it is deceiving. Most people don't realize what a a large organization we are. Um, So we actually have right now about 28 vehicles in our fleet. And then we're working with carriers that are coming from all over the country. So in terms of your question, how many trucks we're taking in, um, it's going to be 90 to 100 trucks that we're taking in over the course of a month. If you looked at our warehouse right now, if we were at full capacity, um, which we're we're not, um, but full capacity would represent about 2 million pounds of food at any given time. So in effect, our team is completely turning our warehouse on Vandiver Drive over about every two and a half weeks. Wow. Now, now, I know um, nationally, I've seen some articles about how uh, giving is and charitable contributions are just down overall. Are you all seeing the impact of that here locally? 
We have seen uh, the numbers continue to be fairly steady in terms of giving. And I think what that really comes down to is that people know that we can stretch the dollars a long, long way. We're a good investment for, for those dollars that they contribute. But at the same time, I think everybody can, can understand or, or think about how their lives would be different if they were lacking access to food for themselves and for their families. I think that that really resonates, that message. And um, so we would just encourage people, even if it's a, a small amount that they have to give over the holiday season, we can stretch those dollars a long, long way. Well, we appreciate you joining us and all of the work you're doing here in mid-Missouri. And of course, we will be keeping the Wake Up Family apprised and updated about the food drive that's coming up. We appreciate you all so, so much. Zimmer is a tremendous partner and um, thanks for all that you do for so many that we help. Thanks, Lindsay. All right, coming up next, we have the morning bell. And Hannah, I can't believe we let this holiday pass, but somebody is celebrating a big one-year anniversary this week. That's up next in your morning bell. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri from anywhere in the world by downloading our app for free. A mixed bag for the markets this Friday. Dow is up just over a quarter percent. NASDAQ in the red, just barely. S&P in the green in the middle there. Um, And so uh, that is your... A market update for the morning bell. Now, I can't believe we almost let this holiday pass. It really is a holiday, Hannah. Well, yeah, it's Christmas time, but other than that... No, it is not Christmas time. It's Thanksgiving time. No holiday decor. Are you listening to Christmas music yet? I am. Actually, one of our sister stations here in the building has flipped over to christmas music and so that's what's been playing in the break room and i'm so excited all christmas smells like pumpkin spice in there (laughs) with just a hint of peppermint there you go my girls are learning on the piano how to play christmas carols and so i have enjoyed hearing that over the last couple weeks but this big holiday that we are actually celebrating this week it has been one year officially of chat gpt it's hard to believe right I remember when we first started playing with it on Wake Up, and what you guys were having it write like Brandon's dating profile or something, right? <laughs> no, I think that was him. <laughs> Resignation letter from the <laughs> spokesman for the Columbia Public Schools. Chat oh. GPT went after that one. It's not, that's not where I thought you were going with that, John. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun with it, and it's kind of like a, I think of it really as kind of a toy, like something silly. And I've tried to... Uh, like use it a little bit in my, I mean, I don't use it on the legal side at all, but like for the trolleys, I put in like, Hey, you know, can you give me a title or like a slogan or whatever? And I know, um, just this week, uh, my husband was like, we're, we've got these new trucks at work and we want to put a slogan on. I, you know, suggested booty patrol from our fun <laughs> story, but that didn't go over well for the last guys. Um, so they're like, maybe we'll put it into chat GPT and see what it spits out. And so I'm wondering, like, especially here in mid Mo, are, are people actually, using it for business because I really haven't had a, a had a really good application but Ashley you're saying that you use it I use it weekly I, I use it for so many things it, it saves my world so 
chat GPT, I mean, you have to be really specific on the things you want. So I've used it for content. I've used it for different policies and procedures with the office where I know what I need, but I need a little bit more specific. And then you can ask ideas like, what do other people use? So you can get those ideas, but you have to be really specific on what your wants and needs are. And then you just copy that document into a word and then you start editing it to make it fit your word style and your specific needs for your office, et cetera. Yeah, the way that I've used it a couple times is like if I have writer's block on something or I have no idea where to start, I'll at least use ChatGPT to get some ideas to kind of get the juices flowing. And then I can kind of ins- like use it for inspiration. I would never take it verbatim because some of the stuff that it gives you is it still lies. way yeah, out there. Lie. Oh, yeah. Hannah's lie. right on the money ChatGPT bio that it generated that mm-hmm. time. Yeah, that I was a part of some, you know, black journalism club and i had a journalism degree and multiple kids ish, yeah ish. where does it come up with this stuff well and so what i'm hearing from you hannah and ashley in that you kind of use it to generate your rough draft yeah. now i've also heard that if you have a draft already that you like but could be improved you can put in drop in your whole draft and it will kind of clean up the grammar and yes. like kind of make it either and, and you can tell it like well i need this to be more persuasive or more serious or more fun and it can kind of like change the voice of a piece that you're working on yeah it'll even create charts for you charts yeah so like i will say put into a chart these things and it will create it it does not always copy and paste into a word document or something else where you can do it but it does some crazy stuff and it saves me a lot of time which time is always my enemy i never have enough time to do all the things yes there are a lot of things that your work probably chat gpt can't do there's a lot of things it cannot do but there's a lot of things (laughs) it can do all right well i think it's really exciting it's been around for a year i think that's a big milestone and i hope you know as we continue we can talk about ways to apply it in your own business because yeah the more time we have the better i think um and so any i'm always looking for little shortcuts that can save me time and i think we've got some fun games planned in the future for wake up and chat gpt so uh coming up next We're going to do winners and losers. Get your nominations in now. 573-874-9390. That is up next on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Freedom of speech, practiced here daily, and perfected on the podcast. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. Hang on. Hang on. Loser of the week. Hold hold that thought. (laughs) Hold that thought. I have it right here. Hang on. And now for nominees for the winners and losers of the week. We got Got it. it. Wow. You're That's also, the second time I've done that this week. <laughs> we like to nominate each other. Hannah, of course, also is getting a nomination for Loser for not wearing a red shirt and only wearing a shirt with red writing on it. And, of course, I think I got nominated off air earlier because I had a bad typo. Oh, I didn't know if you were going to expose yourself. The show clock. You can you can expose me. I, guess. I, I told Stephanie I normally wouldn't laugh at typos or like nitpick too hard because I do the same thing. Um, but she spelled like Boone wrong as in Southern Boone and the fact that she lives there I was like that's kind of like spelling your name wrong I was in a hurry I'm going to claim that but also it's like about schools and I had a <laughs> Southern Bone in Athens huh? 
<laughs> All right, I'm going to nominate a uh, listener, Ron. He texted us a funny meme. He said, the most expensive vehicle to operate in 2023, and it's a shopping cart. And I think <laughs> that's the truth. That oh, is I... certainly the truth. Uh, Brian, who are your winners and losers of the week? That shopping cart thing is going to be tough to, tough to beat. That was, <laughs> that was a good one. I've got three. I had uh, Dr. Michael Williams here in town is a doctor, doctor. You probably know him, and he uh, had to go in for a procedure. Could not have been uh, more professional, and I know he's a listener here to 93.9 The Eagle, so in KWS as well. So, Doctor, thank you for that. Second one is James Gray. James Gray is uh, out in the community every day. I saw him at the police chief uh, announcement. He's always at homicide scenes. He's always doing what he can with uh, at-risk young people Um, and want to give him a shout-out. We have him on the air from time to time and does a great job. And last but not least, I had a chance to meet. It'd be like my mother meeting James Gandolfini. She was a big Sopranos fan. I got to meet Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson last week from CBS. And I was so, I've got it up on my Twitter page. I was so excited to meet them. They could not have been more gracious. But I had a lot of help getting over. I got, I lined it up with Brad to get the thing done. I met him over at their, uh, at their bus, but the bus was way over on the other side of the stadium. That, that's, they've had a lot more construction since the last time I was over there. And the gentleman that provides the food service, I believe his name is Tim, was in a golf cart, kind enough to. <laughs> you hitched a ride? <laughs> I hitched a ride in a golf cart. He, he offered it. He offered it in, I believe he said his Tim, he provides the food service and I told him I'd give him a shout out. He provide, he said they've cut their food prices down at Mizzou and they have but thank you for getting me on that golf cart because that would have been <laughs> such a hike to get over so uh, to Tim thank you for that's, your ride on the golf cart to go meet Brad Nessler and Gary Dan. that's the most Brian Houseworth thing to ever happen like for him to sweet talk his way onto a golf cart to get some valet service that's awesome yeah. well might have been the, uh, you know might have been a country kitchen golf cart or <laughs> Bob not, Evans golf cart. Yeah. I'm not sure, but they were great, so thank you. I do have a nomination for a loser of the week. Hannah, I think you've got her queued up, and I hate to do it because I'm a big fan, but man, she really had a rough week. She stepped in it. Every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say. And it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Nikki Haley going, taking aim at the First Amendment and anonymous speech, and uh, just wasn't a good week for her, uh, forgetting all about the uh, Federalist Papers and folks who write under pseudonyms and our freedom and sounding like she's uh, straight from China or something. I don't know. That was really weird. And she even later doubled down on some of those comments. So I think she's going to have to figure that out. Um, I think the next debate... I think is december 6th um and i don't know that how many people are even going to qualify because their numbers are so low but she actually i think in new hampshire is polling pretty well um but she's going to have to figure uh that position out if she's going to want to get uh the support of a lot of folks so uh john who do you got for winners and losers well, Brian, you got us rolling on Missouri football and all. So, uh, cornerback Chris Abrams Drain, a semifinalist for the Ben Eric Award for Outstanding Defensive Player of the Year. Also a semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award. Luther Burden III, semifinalist for the Maxwell Award, which is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Collegiate Player of the Year. And one, uh, loser of the week. The Fulton man who faces charges after allegedly fighting with Columbia police officers after he decided to get drunk, get in a fight at the American Legion Hall on 
Veterans Day evening in Columbia. Exactly. Big loser there. (laughs) All right, Ashley, you got winners and losers? I have two winners. Um, My first one is Mr. Tillman at Southern Boone, since we're on a Southern Boone kick. Um, Teaches at the middle school. I've asked for some help the last couple weeks, and he is incredible. Has followed through with everything that I have needed. So thank you so much, Mr. Tillman. And then my other winner is Coach Gates. Um, I was telling Stephanie this morning about my personal experience meeting him and all the cool things he does in our community. So he gets out there, he tells his personal story, and he really encourages young men to do their best, um, to be polite and respectful. Recently, he pulled a group of high school students for a homecoming aside, got pictures with all these young men, and then said, hey, let's be respectful to your dates tonight. Really a stand-up person. So congratulations, yeah. Coach Gates. That's pretty and impressive. a big night last night for... Yeah. For him, uh, what they were down by twenty with eleven minutes to go, down by twenty, and came back to win it. That's almost uh, that won't go over well in Minneapolis. Um, but oh well, uh, exactly. <laughs> it'll certainly go over well here. <laughs> Too bad, Golden Gophers fans. Right. <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> Hannah, and you've got some winners and losers, don't you? I do. So starting off with my losers of the week. Uh, anyone that's ever accidentally buried a hamster <laughs> that they thought was dead but was in fact hibernating uh, covered that one in What's Hot with Hannah this morning. And it, as we're heading into winter, any hamster owners out there, you might just keep that in mind. Uh, if they get too cold, they go into hibernation, but they're not dead. Not so, to mention any names, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Before you bury the little furry guy, you might just, you know, warm him up and see if he is in fact still kicking my winner of the week so the philadelphia eagles and the chiefs are facing off monday night and i i believe taylor swift is going to be there with her parents which is a big development but the philadelphia eagles they have released their second christmas album which is kind of funny and featured on one of the tracks, of course, is the Kelsey Brothers. And here is a clip of their little duet together. You were handsome, you were pretty, you're the king of South Philly. When the band is playing, they howled out for more. The letters were swinging, all the drums they were singing. We fought on a corner, then danced through the night. That kind of sounds it's like a bad. That sounds more like an Irish drinking song than like a Christmas song. What are they up to? I don't know. Kick Murphy's apologies there. The song is out on streaming platforms, so if you want to go check it out, I think the Swifties are trying to boost it up the charts. You know, because they are because they're big. Taylor on harmonies is what they need. That's what I'm thinking. When are we going to get a duet between the couple? Wouldn't that be exciting? They've got like really similar and good dance moves, even Travis Kelsey. Um, But we need to get them singing together, don't you think? That is real. That song that Hannah just played there. That you're right. It sounded like something you'd hear. Let's say Patty Malone's in 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 Jefferson City. There have been fans. I've I've seen this on Twitter. Some fans. really want to see like a split screen on the tv the game on one half and then they want they'd like taylor i've seen this at least once <laughs> with taylor, her ketchup and her well, ranch dressing well yeah. they'd like the camera on her at all times uh, well, which I think she yeah. would not like that i well, don't know i don't know we, is that is that what the public wants i don't know they i think they do and we almost had the opposite of that this last weekend when travis went to argentina because all i saw you know i didn't see much of taylor on stage all i saw was the split screen of travis watching taylor or you know and so and he was just and people with her dad with her dad dad. and they point out one thing i saw um he 
is smiling the entire time, mm-hmm. singing super along. Engaged. He never has his phone out. He never looks distracted. He, he's not like really, he's kind of mugging for the camera, but he, he's talking to Mr. Swift, but he's not really doing anything else. And they're like, that is a long show. It is three full hours. And he just, every second people captured of him and they captured a lot. <laughs> uh, he is just yeah. looking like he is having the time of his life. Did you see the clip where he accidentally left... Um Mr. Swift hanging for a high five. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it was, you know, Taylor had changed one of the lyrics in her song to include the guy on the Chiefs, which, of course, is Travis. And Travis didn't know it was coming. No one in the crowd knew it was coming. And so they got a video of Travis's reaction. And to the left of him, you can see that Mr. Swift has his hand raised high for a high five, like, boy. <laughs> and Travis just doesn't see it and leaves him hanging, and it's kind of awkward. But That is the most embarrassing thing when you're trying to give... But I'm, <laughs> okay, but this happened to me recently, too, and I'm not sure what is more embarrassing. If you're the ones being like, high five, and you get left hanging... Or what if, has anyone ever like done, made a motion and you think they're trying to give you a high five? <laughs> so, you, like, you go to high five them and they're like, I, what are you doing? I, that, I Why are you touching me? I think it's worse. It's worse the second wait. Um, I was horribly embarrassed. Okay, I have some other um, winners uh, before we move into leftovers. But I know, uh, you know, we're, we're, we talk a lot about our small businesses. We've had an opportunity this week, if you missed it, um, we've talked with our Columbia uh, Chamber mm-hmm. of Commerce uh, president. And so, and just, you know, it's been it's been a rough uh, season for small businesses and i know having worked with the downtown association we've got a lot of vacancies in downtown jefferson city um i was really excited to spend some time in downtown columbia last week with the main street summit and it's uh, and see all of the action there um but i think uh, oh, just over the last couple of weeks john i've seen um some new businesses opening in downtown jefferson city i read about i think there's a bookstore coming um there's a little new boutique kind of over near where the library is and then i know um our friends from coffee zone are opening a new little place as well so have you heard of any huh. others I heard there's uh, actually the long vacant Saffy's building on High Street now has, I think, a quilting company in there. Perfect. Mm. Well, I just think that's so exciting. And it's I, I have been, uh, you know, worried a little bit over the last year or so, seeing a lot of our businesses close and leave and seeing some of those vacancies. So to get um, that flurry of activity, I think is really exciting, especially as we head into the legislative session. I know that um, having all of those people in town is so important for the vibrancy of downtown. So. Um, you know, if, if for all those people who are willing to kind of hang out a shingle, mm-hmm. like Dr. Ashley, build a new office and put together, you know, it, make those investments in our community, I think uh, they are my winners of the week for this week. Yeah, I would add one thing. You're absolutely right. And um, they're in Columbia, downtown Columbia has its problems and they, they have a lot more, you know, businesses, but there are issues there as well um, that, the, that the authorities have tried to address. We've, we've touched on some of those on the air. I would say one thing. The, there was a lawmaker, John and I remember covering it several years ago. He filed a bill to make the high five the official Missouri <laughs> greeting. And he was dead say it was not a joke. He was, his name was Courtney Curtis. He was from Ferguson and he uh, was dead serious and he, he believes that's the best. The, the bill didn't, he got a hearing and never went anywhere. That's right. He and, was, he and, was outvoted by the fist bump. Yeah. He, at the he was left hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring that bill back. I know we've got some legislators listening. I want the high five. I mean, we've got, we have like an official turtle, official plant. 
We the like, official state bird is the mosquito. I mean, <laughs> definitely. Sliced we need, bread. Yes, and we have official animals, all sorts of stuff. I think it's high time for mm-hmm. a official state greeting. I like it. All right, up next, we are going to have to get into our leftovers into that fridge. We've got some things that we haven't gotten to, so hang with us. And then after that, of course, the Gary Nolan Show is up. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get an exclusive look behind the scenes of the show by watching on YouTube. Search Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. Gold star, Hannah. I Thank think, you. And now that you just, now that we're on to leftovers, I think I still want to nominate somebody for loser of the week. Um, in my leftovers, you would. Uh, we're hearing that there was a St. Louis City postal clerk who started just taking stealing checks out of the mail. And Hannah, oh. I don't. Do you know what a check is, Hannah? <laughs> yes, I used to work in a bank. Do you Thank know that you. people sometimes send them in the mail? Yes. Okay. Well, apparently, maybe you want to be careful about that because they said she took twenty-one checks, like more than five thousand mm. dollars, and actually took a check from a poor grandmother who was mailing birthday money to her grandson this grandma also was sending like five hundred dollars so you know if you're out there grandma uh my long lost grandma who wants to mail me five hundred dollars hey grandma venmo well liz from our sister station clear 99 had posted on her tiktok quite a while back that someone had tried to mail her daughter a target gift card Mm -hmm. inside like a birthday card and someone had swiped the gift card oh, no. out of the card, and the envelope looked totally untouched. Really? What? Yeah, if she didn't know that there was supposed to have been a gift card in there, she wouldn't have known that anyone would have tampered with it. Huh. Um, but she was actually able to go to Target, and they were kind of able to like track it down, basically, wow. and shut it off. Hmm. I don't know how, but if that ever happens to you, I guess that's something you could try. Well, yeah, and John, Grandma and Venmo and Hannah, whoever said Venmo, it doesn't always go as planned because I know uh, we tried that (laughs) once. And my mom said, did you get that? And it was several hundred dollars and she was repaying me for something I had prepaid. And she's like, I just thought, you know, I just searched Chris Bell and put it on in. And I'm like, do you know how many Chris Bells there are in the world? Thank goodness it went to an honorable person and they (laughs) kindly sent it back. But um, but yeah, technology and Grandma. Laws, uh, sometimes doesn't necessarily <laughs> go, as, taken. go as planned. And that's why John Marsh doesn't have a Venmo. Yes. You too have a Venmo. Oh, you do. Wow. <laughs> we'll have to look you up. But Grandma don't... never puts anything in it, so I don't know. <laughs> Feel free to add me on Venmo, John. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, John, what's in your leftovers? Story we didn't do much with, but the Missouri Division of Cannabis Regulation has revoked the marijuana manufacturing license of a place in Franklin County. It's called Delta Extraction, and I guess this is the way state law reads. The state claims they source marijuana from outside Missouri, so they revoked their license. Wow. Yeah, that's a big deal, and those licenses were really hard to come by. If you remember, I think there were 800 appeals of people who lost a license and wanted one. Um, And so the fact that they're revoking that, I think, potentially opens opens it up for somebody else. We've also got uh, a leftover from Sandy. She said, yeah, all of that high school football is going on, but don't forget the third-ranked Mizzou wrestling team has their first meet of the year on Sunday. Pretty exciting. Uh, And, John, you had some updates in your news about uh, court cases coming up, which I think we'll be covering more next week, but we've got some important arguments. Yeah, we've we've got the the argument that I think the 
I think there was a League of Women Voters in the Missouri NAACP is the one at the Cole County Courthouse, and that's the one over voter ID, and that was the one when the court dismissed it. What was it? Last year, and then the case got refiled again, so we're mm-hmm. kind of watching that one as well. And then the religious groups are before a St. Louis judge. Over there, their contention is the uh, the abortion ban should be challenged on grounds that the lawmakers who put it together were including their own religious beliefs in it. So we'll see where that one goes. Yep, those court cases are ongoing, and of course we'll be monitoring that. And as we prepare for the Gary Nolan Show, I want to let you know next week we're going to be here Monday through Wednesday. We've got Steve Spellman in on Monday and Tuesday. He was with us this week uh, hosting, and so we hope you will join us for that. I believe we're going to be talking to Scott Vaughn of the Missouri Times on Monday morning. So excited for that and also excited for the Gary Nolan show everyone's favorite libertarian that's up next the rock to miss-